Hello and welcome to the special Easter edition of the Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro. And I'm Emily Callan. I'm Billy Chan. And all three are here, the Holy Trinity. Can, we, can that be our name? <laughs> can that be our, our new no, name? Can we really live up to that name, though? Maybe we can rebrand the show. It can be like the Holy Trinity Hour. Holy Hour? I think that's been taken. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's been taken. Um, I, I just realized, you guys, that... Um, it's the first Salt and Light Hour Easter program that I'm ho- not hosting by myself. This is true. So you can now see it in every yeah. single um, uh, show that I'm not hosting by myself. You're not yeah. alone. You're not I'm alone. You're not Pedro. alone. Oh, that's like an Easter thing. Yeah. You're not alone. You're not alone. Anyway, um, we do acknowledge that uh, some of our listeners, some of you, are listening to this program on Saturday, Holy Saturday. And I don't know about Billy and Emily, but Holy Saturday for me is always a kind of a weird, I don't know, maybe it's just in my head, but I feel like it's Well, like I never this know when Lent really ends. <laughs> okay, that's another, that's Church for Dummies. That's a question for Church for Dummies. Is it 12 o'clock noon or is it after the 5 p.m. mass? Well, technically, I think Lent ends before Holy Thursday, actually, because the Triduum begins. I thought you're um, starting Palm Sunday. Well. No. <laughs> so we can oh, actually... Billy. No? Okay, we really have no idea when this okay. when this is it. Um, but that's not what I was going to say. I was going to talk about Holy Saturday because, you know, it's like I, I feel like I can't... I shouldn't work. I shouldn't, like, mm. like do anything. I shouldn't eat a lot. I shouldn't... Like, it's this moment of, like, nothing nothingness of... of waiting, of, right? of waiting. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, that's... A, a, a vigil. A you vigil, fast on right? Friday that's already, so, you know... What, no, I, I don't fast you? because I actually in my old age, have, I'm finding that if I fast, I get a headache. Oh. Mm. So I'll, I'll eat something. I might not go and have like a steak dinner, but I'll, I'll, I'll eat something. But I, I totally get it. I, I think that Holy Saturday for me has always been like that as well. It's always been a very quiet day, yeah. a very prayerful like I day. I like can't it's, be listening to music. And yeah, yeah. It just And it just kind of seems like even the streets are, I don't know, there's just there's something in the air. Something in the air. He's a song. It's a song. <laughs> There's something. something anyway, in the so 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 it is Holy Saturday, and I think mm-hmm. we're aware of that. But some people mm-hmm. are going to be listening to this program for the first time on Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there, therein lies the dilemma. Mm-hmm. So we can say Happy Easter. Can we say Happy Easter? Can we say Alleluia? Oh oh! I just said Alleluia. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, I, I think we I, need to kick Pedro off the show. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't even yeah. know why I brought that up. I just wanted to say that. Um, people need to give us a little creative license because if you're listening to this program on Saturday uh, on Spirit FM or on Holy Family Radio or on the Catholic Channel or on the Action, that's pretty much all the network carries <laughs> on Saturday. Um, but you might be podcasting this at saltandlighttv.org slash radio on Sunday or you might be listening to the to the iTunes podcast on Sunday. Um, it's our Easter program. So I think we're going to, it's Easter. As far as we know, it's, it's Easter. So we're going to be playing Easter music, which I don't really know what it is, but... <laughs> But anyway, the, the music. I don't think there are any hallelujahs, but but we're going to be listening to to our um, to three artists that we featured in the last couple months: um, Chris Bray, P.J. Anderson, and Lupe Rios. Mm. Um, so, and uh, we're going to have all our contributors to so Billy and Emily, but as well Sister Marie Paul Curley will have a Windows to the Soul for Easter. I'm assuming she's giving us some films to watch, the good Easter films. Um, Mark Matthews will be telling us what's good in Hollywood uh, <laughs> during Easter. And Jillian uh, Cantor has a an Easter lesson from her children. So they're, they'll all be joining us uh, throughout the program. But well, how about we start with a song? We're going to listen to... This is a good pre-Easter song, actually. It's kind of like a Lenten 
Good Friday sort of song. It's uh, called Lord Into Your Hands by Lupe Rios from his latest album, Paradisum. Señor, entre tus manos encomiendo mi espíritu ante ti en tu majestad encomiendo mi espíritu Lord into your hands I come was Lupe Rios with Lord Into Your Hands from his album Paradisum. You can learn more about Lupe Rios at his website, lupedifranco.com. And Emily is still here with us with some news. Some news, yes. yes. Um, What's been going on? Well, okay, so it's a big week. It's always a really yes, big week. week, I think. Holy week, yeah. It's, for for any church, really. It's a really. holy week. It, it's a holy week, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, everyone's very busy, but it is, so it is. It's one of the highest points in our in our liturgy. And, and at the Vatican, um, the Pope, as well, is very busy. Yes. Uh, I mean, as we know, so he has Palm Sunday Mass. He celebrates that Every year. Yes, um, I was there. You were there. That's I was true. There. And I you was were there Rome. at the vigil as well. Yes, I was. How was that? It was pretty cool. The vigil was, was, was other than the fact that I had great seats, um, um, it was, I mean, it was a vigil. It was a prayer vigil and it mm-hmm. really felt prayerful. Mm-hmm. 
But at the same time, it was a little bit of a youth rally. This is mm-hmm. where the Pope uh, gets together with the youth from the Diocese of Rome. I mm-hmm. think actually there were young people from other dioceses that also came. This is their Palm Sunday vigil, yeah. traditionally, and John Paul II started this, where the, he meets with young people. Um, yeah. And the, of course, the World Youth Day Cross was there, and yes. we had the a Polish delegation, because mm-hmm. the last World Youth Day was in Poland, yes. and there was a, a, a Panamanian delegation, because the next World Youth Day is going to be in my home country I was gonna say, of so Panama. Feel, yeah. <laughs> yes, so it was very, very cool to be there. And then, of course, on the next the next day, we were, we were at St. Peter's Square for Palm Sunday Mass. Yes. Um, which is why I have a sunburn because it was a beautiful <laughs> day. Tell. It was a beautiful day. Um, and uh, I mean, Palm Sunday Mass in Rome. Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, it was a it's special. an incredible experience. Yeah, it was yeah. a good experience. It was the second time I've, I've been there for Palm Sunday before. Wonderful. Um, but it was uh, very, uh, yeah, it was good. And the Pope, of course, spoke spoke well yeah and He's, he said some good things what a way to to start your holy week yes as well i mean yes. for those who were there but i mean yeah yes for you was... yeah of course holy week in rome mm-hmm. really sets the tone so um so as we know there's always the the other during the tritium as well there's there are the other liturgies that he mm-hmm. presides over so um beginning on thursday uh yes. he celebrated the chrism mass mm-hmm. and uh, as well as the washing of the feet so the the liturgy of um of the last supper and this year he uh celebrated it in the in a prison right. a detention center for uh, men who have been accused of organized crime right. um so wow. he again washed the feet of 12 inmates so this mm-hmm. is something that we've seen the pope do since the beginning of his election it's yes. not the first time he's in a prison but but still really cool that you know he still does this and follows through on his yearly tradition yeah, and it's cool that it's always in a different place exactly in fact this year yeah. w- because of the place it was not able to be broadcast exactly but lots of good photos yes exactly and uh, on friday again mm-hmm. two more liturgies so um there is well sorry not two liturgies but <laughs> the, yeah. the 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 liturgy of the last of the passion of of, oh. of Jesus, so yeah. that's celebrated in St. Peter's uh, Basilica again. Yep. But then in the evening, there's a really uh, special like event, kind of like the yeah. high point, I would say, probably of the Tritium at yeah. in Rome, which is yeah the uh, Way of the Cross at the yeah. Colosseum, which technically is not part of the Triduum. I mean, that's but a lot of parishes do this. Yes, because because I actually don't know the the tradition, but I think because it's meant to be, there's only meant to be one service on Friday on Good yes. Friday, and it's at three p.m. Three p.m. Yeah, but a lot of people work. Mm-hmm. And they can't go for whatever reason. So a lot of parishes do the way of the cross at night. Mm-hmm. So and in Rome they do it at the Colosseum. I mean, hey, yeah, <laughs> with <laughs> Why the not? Pope. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, there are meditations, and this year they were written by a French uh, theologian and uh, biblical expert, so Anne Marie Pelletier, okay. and she wrote fourteen meditations for for this way of the cross. And um, yeah, so thousands, thousands of faithful and pilgrims mm-hmm. who are there for Holy Week just get to get to meditate on on uh, on the way of the cross with yep. the pope so uh tonight yes again you were saying pedro saturday is always like a time of waiting <laughs> yes yes um and uh the pope as as always celebrates um the easter vigil in mm-hmm. st peter's basilica and it's always a beautiful ceremony it opens up in in darkness the yes, procession is done beautiful. only by candlelight um and i know in the past i think it was last year like seven thousand candles were given out Amazing. um to to the faithful who were there mm-hmm. for for that liturgy and then well on sunday easter sunday uh he will again celebrate mass um 
this time in St. Peter's Square. Yes, outside. And that's, that's exactly outside. And that's always followed by his traditional Urbi et Orbi message, right. a message of peace that yes. is usually um, for the people of Rome, but mm-hmm. also for the whole world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he gives his blessing uh, at, during that message. Absolutely. Yeah. And maybe just a, a note, if you would like to read in English the, all the homilies or all the, yes. the commentary from those, that's all on our website, saltandlighttv.org. Um, and you can also watch those mm-hmm. liturgies on our website. Exactly. Um, uh, watch our broadcast with our English commentary. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's all there. Exactly. Now, one final thing I guess I can add um, before uh, I turn it back to you, Pedro. So um, last Sunday, as we know, there was uh, that terrible attack in Egypt uh, Mm -hmm. on two Coptic churches um, Mm -hmm. during their Palm Sunday celebrations. And uh, the Pope is scheduled to go to Egypt at the end of April. And so the Holy See did confirm that despite um, despite this, uh, these events that the Pope will proceed with his scheduled trip um and uh yeah and and really i think the mess the the trip will be just as sign or even more significant now because when as we know when the pope does travel you know to areas where there are christian minorities like he's there to support the communities and and he goes as a messenger of peace and so this this is going to be yes. probably even more significant this yes time and i'm sure we'll have mm-hmm. updates you'll be able to watch that visit on salt and light television and read all the all about it as well on our website, saltandlighttv.org. And I'm sure Vatican Connections, Emily, that week will be talking will, about will yeah. be packed. Anyway, yes. thank you so much, Emily. Happy Easter. Thanks. You too, Pedro. Emily Callan is our news producer. She's also the host of Salt and Light's Vatican Connection, which you can watch every Friday at 8 p.m. on Salt and Light TV or also on demand at saltandlighttv.org and on our Roku channel. Hi, this is Lupe Rios. You're listening to the Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro. Dios los bendiga. You're listening to a special Easter edition of the Salt and Light Hour. If you really, really like this program and you would like to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so very easily at the iTunes store. And now it's time for... Church for Dummies. Church for Dummies. I love that. You I love always that. say that and it always surprises me. Why? <laughs> I find it so funny. Um, maybe maybe it will continue. Billy Chan, once again, or I should say still here, <laughs> with a great Easter. Do we have an Easter question today, It is an Easter question because, you know, last Saturday? No, Sunday. I'm sorry. I always say Saturday. Yes. The Palm Sunday? Yes. Uh, uh, you know, we, 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 we have a really long gospel, right? Y- yes, <laughs> yes, yes, and it was Matthew, the longest one. Yes, <laughs> the longest one. And um, uh, when I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about how can I prepare this segment. So you weren't paying attention to the gospel. I was, but you know, okay. it's very long. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm I'm a human, right? Yes, you know? yes, yes. You know, when I when I read about like on the third day he rose again. Yes. On the third day he rose again. I'm thinking about three. And okay. I'm trying to, you know, it actually, yes, you're right. I'm not paying a, a lot of attention on, in mass. But when we when I think about three, I, I calculate, I'm starting to calculate Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But Friday, okay, yeah, I by know three o'clock, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's not exactly okay. 72 hours. Yes. So I'm thinking about, is it right? Yeah. Is it true? But when I think about three, mm-hmm. it's a very special number as well. Yes, it is. Biblical. You know what? Let's talk about that three. You know, like third day he rose again first. You is just, it possible? Can I just say something? Yes. Well, no. Okay. You want? Well, no. Hold on a second. Because okay. you're not. Instead of paying attention to mass, <laughs> you're paying attention to math. 
<laughs> <laughs> so there you go, Billy the mathematician. No, I I study math. That's why yes. you know when I when when you come across the the, the number, uh-huh. I will just think, just trying to think, you know. Right. Yeah. So three. Well, three three as you know, it's a biblical it's yes. a biblical number. I think there are four like um, I don't know if they're perfect numerals, but three, seven, ten, and twelve. And I know 40 is also in there, but I don't know why. I mean, I've always o- always heard that there are four that's kind of spiritually perfect numbers. Mm-hmm. And three is the first one, of course, that three symbolizes completeness. So something that's complete. So like Holy Trinity? Like the Holy Trinity three is three. Um, um, even when you think of as a writer, a story has a beginning, a middle, and an end. That's a complete yeah. story. It's three. Um, and I'm sure that I mean you're the mathematician, so even in math, I think three is. is yes, you know the the reason I I I'm, I love math is because of three. Is oh yeah. <laughs> yes, you know when I when I was in like high school, if I still remember. Yeah. We were studying in geometry. Okay. About like a square plus b square equal to c square. Yeah, I don't know yeah, if yeah. you remember that. It's called Pythagoras, Pythagoras theorem. Pythagoras. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the right angle triangle. Yeah, but you know, course. I'm not going to go through that. <laughs> it will take me like two hours to talk about that. But you know, this because of that is so perfect. Yeah. You know, it's so hard to get a formula like you know that sort mm-hmm. beautiful. That's I always say math is so beautiful. Yeah, it is. And three, you and you, you know in real life it's not not only in math in real life three is. Uh, it means you know if you if you look at structure, uh-huh. um, you know triangle is always support. It's, it's a support of a building. Right, it's like like the you know when we build yeah strongest um, structure that uh-huh. we can have. A triangle like so, a pyramid. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Why I'm talking about that? But we're talking about three. Right? I, 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 no, you're right. In fact, I actually looked it up. It's so easy to find things up now because everything's on, on the, the internet, internet yeah. like the number three is used in the bible 467 times did you count it is it no true? i didn't count it but i was think <laughs> i started thinking about it and of course you know we hear like three you know so like the fathers of the israel the jewish people abraham isaac jacob uh-huh, so uh-huh. it's three noah had three sons uh-huh. um um there are three festivals that god tells the jewish people um that that they must come and meet god the feast passover pentecost and the the feast of booth so it's three festivals um, even Abraham, he it's on the third day when he takes his son Isaac. Uh, it's on the third day that he's ready to to go to the mountain to to, to, to get to Mount Moriah to, yeah. to sacrifice Isaac. Jonah being on the belly of the fish three for days. three days and three nights. Um, but then I found some other really interesting ones that I've 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 never even thought about. Mary visited Elizabeth. Do you know how long she stayed there? Three months for three months. Yeah, um, you're the wise right. the wise men bought brought how many gifts? Three, three gifts: gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And three wise men. And yes, but <laughs> well, but the Bible doesn't say they're three wise men. We oh, just no? know there's three gifts. Wow, yeah, but because it's another three question gifts. then. Another question: three <laughs> gifts. Um, Jesus, when he was 12 years old, he was lost in Jerusalem for how three many days? days? Three days. Yeah. Um, Jesus went into the desert, and how many temptations were there? Three. Three temptations. Jesus prayed in the how many times in the Garden of Gethsemane? Three? Three times, yeah. He t- goes three times yeah. to the disciples ah. and tells them, why are you asleep? Peter denies Jesus how many times? Three times. Three, and how many times does he confess, I love you? You know, I love oh, you? Oh, yes, you're right. Three, three times. Three times. Gospel of John. Um, and then this totally is like freaks me out because Jesus, and this is, I actually looked it up in the Gospel of Mark. It actually says that Jesus was crucified at nine in the morning, which is the third hour. And then three hours later, Darkness fell over the land. That's around noon. It's the sixth hour. And at 3 p.m., yeah. which is the ninth hour, is when he died. 
And that's pretty consistent in, I think, three of the Gospels. So how cool is that? And one last one, just because, I don't know, because I looked it up and I thought it was cool. <laughs> and because you like numbers. Yeah. There are 27 books in the New Testament. 27 is? Three, three times, times three, three times, times three. three. Isn't oh. that cool? So that's like perfection of perfection of perfection. Wow. So wow. there you go. But so, can you answer my question? Yes. Now can, <laughs> you want to talk about the resurrection, right? Yes. On the third day, he rose again. Yeah. Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. When nobody, I think about that, you know, if he's really the third day, maybe the second day, the half, half day, he already no, but opened I, I the think, eyes. Yeah. No, <laughs> but I think, I mean, clearly Jesus, it's not like, I think that had Jesus gotten it wrong, it would be, you know, but all the gospels refer to, you know, either Jesus saying and he said it a few times, that according to different Gospels, on you know that that the Son of Man is going to die or be killed, and on the third day be raised. And in the Gospel of John, he says, you know, I will destroy this temple and and build it up in three in days. Three days. Um, uh, uh, um, on the way to Emmaus, when when Jesus after the resurrection and he's walking with the disciples on the way to Emmaus, and he tells them when he says, "You you fool, you fools, you slow of, mm -hmm. of, of heart," and he says, "Didn't you remember that he said that the Son of Man would be killed?" And on the third day be raised again. Oh, and even, he said it. And even he did. And even after, um, G in the Gospel of Matthew, after Jesus is killed, the Pharisees go to Pilate and they say, "He said that he was going to rise in the on the third day, so that we need to put guards on the tomb." So even the people who like they actually were paying attention to the fact that he said this. So I think we are pretty sure that it was on the third day. Okay. I don't know if that means that it was after three days, and I think that that's the distinction, and that's the question you're asking, right? Yes. So we, we should not actually think about, like, you know, 72 hours. Exactly. Well, no, exactly. You know, you no, it's we, not. Nobody knows, actually. No. Well, nobody knows, but yeah. we, we're pretty sure because uh, four of the Gospels say that it was the preparation day for the Sabbath when Jesus died. So it's Sunday. Which is, no, no, no. The, the Sabbath is a Saturday. Oh. So the preparation day for the Sabbath is Friday. So, wow. so that's why we believe that Jesus died on a Friday because it was a preparation day for the Sabbath, which is why they didn't leave the bodies on the cross mm -hmm. and which why he had to be buried that same day because they could not have buried him on the Sabbath. So oh. that's why where the idea that he died on Friday comes from. And then the fact that he, the idea that he, um, that he, that it was Sunday is because in the gospel of Matthew, it says after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, the first day of the week is the Sunday, the day after the Sabbath. That's when Mary, uh, Mary Magdalene and the other women went to the tomb. So that's where we get, he died on Friday and he was discovered that discovered, the tomb was yeah, opened <laughs> on Sunday. So, I mean, it really depends on how you count those three days. Yeah. It, it's not that it happened in three days. I think that we believe that it was, you know, he died on Friday. That's day one. Saturday is day two. And then Sunday is day three. That's good. So it actually bring us a message saying that you know three is also completeness. Is a complete of the whole like you know mystery, right? You know. The, yes. The, the resurrection of Jesus is you know is our like um, the most important yes thing for our faith. Yes, it is. So it's completed. Yes. So uh, oh, wow, and you just made me think. What does Jesus? <laughs> what does Jesus say just before he dies? He says, "It is finished" or "It is completed." Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. So, so yeah. So east uh, number three is the number of the resurrection. It's the number because it's finalized. It's complete. I think. I don't know. Maybe our <laughs> listeners know. Maybe they can write to us. Thank you. Um, anyway, thank you, Billy. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Hey, this is Chris Bray, and you're listening to the Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro.
And now it's time for What I Learned From My Kids with Jillian Cantor. Jillian. I was going to say welcome back, but last time you made me feel bad about always telling you welcome back. So well, welcome. It's always, it's always too long in between yes. our conversations. Yes. So it this, is nice to receive a welcome back. Yes. And a happy Easter. And a happy Easter kind of tomorrow. Yes. Easter okay. weekend. Okay. I know it's always a little strange that we have to start celebrating Easter on, on Saturday. Some people might be listening to the show for the first time on Easter Sunday. So happy okay. Easter to so them. So happy Easter to them. Yes. And everyone else, just hang in there. Just hang in there. Um, so you've learned something new from your children about Easter? Well, uh, as you know, as I say every time, I'm always learning something from my children. Yes. But I do realize that myself as a mother, I have a different relationship and learn different things from them than my husband David. Okay. His relationship with them as... A father gives him a much different perspective on their lives and his own spiritual life and his own relationship with God and how he acts as a father. And so I would like to introduce the listeners. What? I know. <laughs> to this new perspective, Mr. David Cannon. Oh, my here goodness. Today. Are you serious? David, are you there? I'm here. How it's fun. It's honor to be on the show. Okay, that, that, oh, wow. Now, you gave such a great <laughs> intro that, that you kind of gave it away that you did, Dave was going to show up. Um, how fun. Welcome. Well, so, Can now I we s- have uh, a whole new set of ideas here. Okay, David, good. You and I have been married for 10 years and some, 10 and a half yeah. years. Hmm. Our oldest, as you know, I don't need to tell you, <laughs> is eight. So you've been a dad for eight plus years. Surely in that time, you must have learned something. What is it? It is definitely a blur. It goes by fast, but yes, I've, I've learned a number of things. And I, I think to, to start off, I'd like to go back to before I was uh, a father, uh, just to relate a little story. I, I remember uh, watching my oldest sister. Uh, I had been babysitting her kids, and she came back with her husband, and, and to, to observe their greeting their kids when they came back after, you know, it was like you know, three or four hours, dinner in Toronto kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And the joy that I saw in their their greeting, their their reuni- reunion, mm-hmm. was it was like, I really didn't understand it. It was it was amazing. It was it was beautiful to see. And, and at the time, I didn't understand it. But now, fast forward number of years to you know, having had five kids, I completely understand that love that you have for your kids. And and I think when uh, when I think of what what I've learned and combination of of Easter coming. When God shows us His love in such a tangible way, um, I think of the domestic church and how, how, you know, as, as we have children, our our God, well, God's love for all of His church is not diminished because there are so many people. Same in a similar way, God's love, our love for our kids is not diminished as we've had more kids. It just keeps mm-hmm. growing and growing and. Um, that's what really struck me when, uh, as I was thinking of what I've learned from my kids, just to, that this, this love just keeps growing um, without even you knowing about it. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, I mean, we don't we even... We don't love we, our oldest any less now that we've had it more. <laughs> yeah. Right? Right? Exactly. Yes, exactly. I mean, you don't even um, know what love is, in a way. I mean, I hate to say that for people who don't have children, but but don't you feel that, I mean, obviously the love that you share as a, as a married couple... But there's this whole other dimension. Yes, yeah. That That's you... what it is. It's a different dimension. It's, I mean, obviously people without children still know a, uh, um, an aspect of love. They yes. still know what love is. But this is entirely 
different. That's entirely separate from that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we get to experience it every day. And that doesn't mean that it's all lovey-dovey around here all the time. Or is no. it, David? <laughs> Do you think it's lovey-dovey around here? All it's the not lovey-dovey all the time. There, there are definitely moments of lovey-doveyness, but there, are, I say, uh, there are also a lot of moments of of sacrifice, which is a, a, a wonderful manifestation of love as well. Mm-hmm. And in the time of Easter, that's very uh, a very relevant topic as well. And um, I just think back to, you know, our, our evening routine where we, we go, f- whereas before we would have had dinner and then, you know, gone to a movie or, or you know, has had some time for ourselves. Well, now we, we uh, sit down at the dinner table and we, we were referees to make sure kids aren't aren't bugging each other what and do you mean? eating their supper. It's always quiet. What are you saying? <laughs> Don't reveal our secrets. Yes. <laughs> and then we move from there to everyone wanting to go play, but we have to get them to clean up and and you know you, you're uh, making sure that kids are in line and upstairs and bathing and and cleaning up and and that whole process of going from dinner to bedtime to them being quiet in their bed is, you know, good three hours or more, and <laughs> and, and th- those are, you know, three hours that we used to have to ourselves. Now we we dedicate them to our kids, and I wouldn't have it any other way, really. Yeah. That's, that's I love we love them so much, and that's our our job as parents. Mm-hmm. I know that I really lucked out when David be- agreed to marry me because I'm a very selfish, unkind, grumpy person. <laughs> And Not David is very true. giving. He can always find it in himself to give a little more. And so where I, when I sometimes just need that little breather, he can he can take it. And so um I think I think we're working well as a team and he's yeah, he's he's definitely shown me too what what love is and how to love unconditionally. So. Well that that that's something that comes up a lot. We we say we don't we don't lay out all the different roles that we have and you do this and I do that. It's it's uh, we're a team, I and mean, yeah. whatever mm-hmm. comes up, we we handle it together. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. You're making me think. I mean, I'm already thinking about the marriage segment, but <laughs> you know, it's like what you learn that your kids teach you so much about marriage and about married life. Yeah. Oh gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so our kids say funny things sometimes when we're not listening, um, and they recently were talking about. Well, actually, it was just last night. They were in the bathroom brushing their teeth, and I heard. Um, I heard them talking about what they're going to be when they grow up. And Joseph saying, I don't want to be famous, but I do want to fulfill my dream of being an Olympic swimmer or a Blue Jays player, so I'll <laughs> probably have to be on TV. And then Henry replied with, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to do whatever God asks me to do. Aww. And so it's funny to hear from their perspective what their future holds, but also heartwarming to know that they understand that there's a direction of God in their life. Mm-hmm. And he has a plan for them. So. Yeah. Another good lesson for us. Yeah. <laughs> Another and good this Easter last lesson. story from Henry, which I'll share. Yes. Um, we were talking a little bit about, again, God's plan, and sometimes we have ideas, and sometimes God will say yes to them, or he'll say wait for them, or he'll say no to them. Mm-hmm. And we're saying, so it's good. It's a good thing when God says no, because it means you're on track with your plan, and it might not be the answer you want, but it's still a direction. And Henry agreed. He said, yeah, it's good when God says no. Like, if you ask God, God, am I going to hell? And he says no, that's a good thing. <laughs> so, so happy Easter, everybody. Happy <laughs> Easter. Wisdom from the children. 
Great. Thank you so much. This 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 is definitely a, a highlight of all our shows, the Easter oh, special so. <laughs> with uh, <We> worked hard. <laughs> Mr. David Cantor. Thank you so much. Happy Easter to both of you and to yeah. the lovely children, the lovely wise children. Happy Easter to you and your family, Pedro. Pedro. Thank you. Jillian Cantor, she's the producer of the Sultan Light TV program Mothering Full of Grace, and she was today with her husband David. And they are the parents of Joseph, Henry, Annie, Clara, and Jane. I'm Deacon Pedro, and you're listening to the Salt and Light Hour. This is our special Easter edition. Coming up in our second half hour, what's good in Hollywood, windows to the soul, and music from Chris Bray and PJ Anderson. So stay tuned. Hello and welcome to part two of our special Easter edition of the Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro. We're going to kick off this half with a song that we should all be singing because of Easter. Here is Chris Bray with Joy in My Heart from his album of the same name. I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart, down in my heart, down in my heart. The joy, 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 joy down in my heart, down in my heart to stay. I got the love of Jesus, love of Jesus down in my heart, down in my heart. Down in my heart, the love of Jesus, love of Jesus, down in my heart, down in my heart to stay. Oh, oh, I got the joy, I got the joy. Oh, oh, I got the joy in my heart to stay. And I know that some struggles may come And I know that this world may come undone And I know that you've called us to take up my cross And it's my honor to do that with love Down in my heart, down in my heart, down in my heart, the joy, 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 down in my heart, down in my heart, stay.
That was Chris Bray with the title track from his album, Joy in My Heart. You can learn more about Chris Bray at chrisbraymusic.com. I'm Deacon Pedro. You can find me on Facebook. You can look for Deacon Pedro, or you can also follow me on Twitter at Deacon Pedro GM. And now it's time for... What's good in Hollywood with our Hollywood undercover missionary, Mark Matthews. Hello, Pedro. Hello. Happy Holy Week, sort of Easter. Almost, almost Easter. We're almost there. Almost Easter. I guess some people might be listening to this first time on Sunday, so happy Easter to the Easter Sunday listeners. Happy happy Easter to you all. Yes. So um, there's uh, something good happening in Hollywood uh, this uh, Easter season? Good, yeah. I thought thought it'd be good to give a little bit of a reflection on Lent uh, and, you know, shed some Hollywood insight into uh, why, you know, we are called to pray and give alms and deny ourselves. Okay. Uh, and the interesting connection <laughs> comes from, I, I've spoken before about this strange alliance of Hollywood's poorest with Hollywood's richest. Okay, yeah, of course. You, you, mean, like all the, you, you mean like all the young aspiring actors who, uh, who never make it and they end up just being, I don't know, waiters? Waiters, or even sometimes too, as assistants to okay. all these very rich people who have essentially reached the, the pinnacle uh, of their careers. Uh-huh. Um, and what's what's interesting is, so it's always fun to ask. It's like, oh well, what are they like? Um, and you always hear very similar things. Um, you know, they say that you know the look on their face, you know, is like now what and so what. You know, like now that I've made it, like. So what? What does it mean? Uh, it's kind of hmm. reflective of the sort of emptiness that they see in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, or even, you know, cliches like more money, more problems, mm-hmm. you know, and like if they're these assistants, well, they see all these problems mm-hmm. as they happen. And, uh, you know, even even friends who are, say, personal trainers to some of these, you know, successful household names, you know, they get to know them pretty well. And, right. You know, they're just always like, oh, yeah, they got issues. They got lots of issues. Uh-huh. And and so I, I've seen this myself many times. Uh, and for me, it's always a, a really good reminder of, you know, the things that we long for will very rarely give the satisfaction that we think they will. Mm-hmm. Okay, but that's not new information, is it? Well, you know, not really. You know, and I, I kind of expect that. And it's yeah. kind of like, well, yeah, we've heard this before, you know, it's like, you know, money can't buy me happiness. But it's like, no, we, we, we really need to work against this, and we really need to understand this, um, you know, because it's still, there still is this doubt that lives within us. Mm-hmm. Um, in the words of the hip-hop artist Jellystone, uh, money can't buy me happiness, but I'm happiest when I can buy what I want. Anytime that I want. Right. Get high when I want. You know, I, I kind of laugh at that. And it's, it's true. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I believe that. But, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it re- it's reflective of this very deep unconscious belief in us that God doesn't want good things for me, that, that I'm going to have to find them for myself. Right. Uh, and so we have to ask, you know, like, do my actions really reflect this belief? Hmm. And, and you're going to tell us the answer. Yeah, well, not me, actually. The Church. The Church actually has okay. had an answer for this for thousands of years. Yeah. And it's the, the prayer and fasting and almsgiving huh. uh, that we do during Lent. You know, we'll do something like give up sweets or social media or, or maybe even take, you know, public transit everywhere. Mm-hmm. But, but what I really wanted to point out is that the prayer is the key to this sort of transformation, and it's, it's often overlooked. Without prayer... Um, we're just kind of left with this emptiness inside, and it, and it sounds kind of silly, but, you know, sometimes going without that morning coffee or TV or maybe even, you know, salt on our food can be really scary. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we hold on to those things quite dearly for our, for our own satisfaction. Um, and so what we're called to do is to step away from the flesh and towards Christ. We need something to replace that. We need a deeper relationship with Christ. Um, and during this time of 40 days, you know, the satisfaction from our relationship with Christ doesn't come as fast as, say, a bag of salt and vinegar chips, um, <laughs> which is which is my greatest downfall. It? It's my, my kryptonite. Oh, I love Really? Okay, now we know. Chips. People will start mailing you uh, yeah, yeah, mail salt them and vinegar. Yeah, mail them in. Um, <laughs> but... But, you know, we, it takes that time. It takes those kind of 40 days to really uh, nourish uh, and advance that relationship with Christ, and we can start to find some satisfaction hmm. from that. So, you know, the world will tell us that, you know, the more pleasure you have, the happier you will, you will be. You know, but the saints of the Church will tell us that, oh, the more discipline and self-control the more joy that we have. Right. Um, and that's because of our deepening relationship with Christ. And and this is why the Church, you know, invites us to do these things during Lent. Mm-hmm. Um, and so hopefully, this, this past Lent, we've become closer with Christ. Um, and if this lesson, you know, has truly sunk deeper into us, you know, maybe even you know, this fasting, you know, or whatever we've given up, maybe it'll be something we might even want to continue to live uh, in ordinary time. Um, you know, or maybe we've discovered, too, that, hey, it wasn't so hard to go without that chocolate. Yeah. Um, but the key is, is spend the time in prayer. Don't just give up something. Replace it with a deep relationship with Christ. Absolutely. Good, good lesson there, and you're right. It doesn't just end with the Easter Triduum, you know, it, it, it should continue during Easter. That's the whole point. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, yeah. We want, we want that, we want that deepening relationship to live on. You know, yeah. we don't just go back and dive into 10 bags of salt and, of vinegar, salt chips. and vinegar chips. Yeah, oh, Mark, can't do that. Wait to do. You know what you made me think also, I mean, there's, there's, because giving up these things, I mean, it, that sacrifice, but at the same time, there's all these people in Hollywood that are sacrificing because, you know, they go to the gym, they've starved themselves or whatever it is, they get up early and they go for a jog. Um, that's sacrifice, but they, but the goal of that sacrifice is maybe not quite correct, getting closer it, to Christ. It, exactly. Well, and, and I mean, and I think this is a great way that, you know, if you're a Christian or a Catholic in Hollywood, you know, you can bring your faith into it. Mm-hmm. You can remind yourself, like, hey, you know, I'm doing these things. Every Everything... 
that we've every every little suffering in our lives can be offered up for God and for for Him and for His glory. So as long as we bring Christ into it, that's that's the transformative difference. That makes the difference. Very good. That's something important to keep in mind. We don't just sacrifice for sacrifice sake. We sacrifice. Yeah, we to don't get closer do it Christ. just to be macho, you know. Exactly. That, yes. You know, hey, I can live on stale bread crusts and wear my horsehair underwear. <laughs> yes. Okay, thank you for that image. Um, (laughs) All right, Mark Matthews in Hollywood, thank you for those Easter and Lent insights. And happy Easter to you, my friend. Happy Easter to you too, Pedro. Mark Matthews is a professional working in Hollywood. You can follow him at HU Missionary. Hey guys, this is PJ Anderson, and you're listening to the Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro. This is our 2017 Easter special. You can learn all about the Salt and Light Hour and listen to all these segments again at saltandlighttv.org slash radio. And now it's time for Windows to the Soul with Sister Marie Paul Curley. Sister Marie Paul, happy Holy Week, happy Easter, (laughs) sort of Easter, Holy Saturday. This is one of my favorite weeks of the year. Yes. I just really enjoy how the church pulls out all the uh, stops for us. Uh, yeah, and it must be... Enter into the, uh, the liturgy, yeah. It must be also special to, to live it in a religious community. Yeah, actually, I was just going to write an article about my first Easter in the convent. Oh, really? So, yeah. Oh, because... I'd like to read that. <laughs> well, I'll have to send you a link. Yeah, for um, sure. I'll try to put something up on my blog when it when it comes out. Okay, for uh, sure. And you've been watching some some movies or any good Easter films, Easter-ish? You know, I, I, you know uh, Deacon Pedro, my favorite Easter film of all time is Ben-Hur, the, the 1950s okay. version. Okay. And so when I had an opportunity to pick a movie for for this week, yeah. I thought, do I pick, do I try to go with the new Ben-Hur? Because I mm. kind of avoided seeing it last year, even uh-huh. though I'd heard good things. Um, or do I go with something else? And you know what? I wimped out. I <laughs> You didn't watch it. I didn't watch Ben-Hur, so yeah. I'll have to do that for next year. Or I next guess so. Year. I haven't watched it. <laughs> but I did choose to watch a, a very interesting film, which I imagine a lot of our listeners have, have watched already. It's called Hidden Figures. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's based on the true story of uh, three African-American women who were mathematicians, and they work at uh, NASA, uh, National... I don't even know what NASA stands for, to be honest. Space I know it's Agency? Yeah. Space program. Yeah. Um, during, uh, you know, during the years where we were first sending a, a man into space and then a man on the moon. Yeah. Um, and their contributions at NASA. And the cool thing, I mean, I love the title. It's uh, because it's talking about things that are people and things that are hidden. Mm -hmm. And I also have a secret love for physicists and scientists because my dad was a physicist. So it was really, and he actually visited NASA a number of times. So I think that uh, the film just had a lot of, it's it's very well done. It's a very well crafted film, maybe so well crafted sometimes that it might almost seem politically correct in a way. But at the same time, it's so well acted and very, very well written uh, and, and a very classic style of a film. So it's very, and it's something you can watch, I think, with your family. Mm-hmm. It's quite, uh, quite accessible, I think, to everybody. 
And uh, one of the reasons I wanted to see it was, first of all, I wanted to look at it in light of, um, just in light of its popularity and it won so many, it received so many nominations. But I, I also really wanted to see it because this whole idea of people in our society who are hidden, okay. who aren't recognized, and even aspects of our lives that are hidden and not recognized. And what does it mean for them to come into the light? And what does it mean for those of us in our society today who are hidden or excluded or on the outside, on the peripheries, as Pope Francis would say, and uh, and yet they're doing something really, really important? Mm-hmm. Um, because all of us are doing something really, really important if we're living God's will, right? right. So, Anyway, it just it's a really powerful film that way, and uh, the scripture passage that I've been really praying with all of Lent is the Exodus story, and okay. of course that's an obvious parallel to the struggle for equal rights for African Americans, and in this case, African American women's in a particular way, but it's also a great story, uh, a great uh, parable or metaphor for us who struggle with areas of freedom in our lives. We all need to grow in the freedom, mm-hmm. you know, the greater freedom of following Christ, of living up to our potential, of being true to ourselves. And all of those messages um, are very much present in this film. Hmm. So it's a really, it's, it's very entertaining that I think, and you could stay just on the entertainment level, but it's also got a lot of depth to it, especially if you look at it in the light of uh of the Exodus story, you know, and, you know, it's Passover, it's Easter, we've got, we're undergoing the whole Paschal mystery. So if you have had a chance to see it, maybe, you know, uh, I encourage people to think about it in that, in those terms. Yeah. Interesting. Cause I would have never thought, I haven't seen it. Um, and I get all the connections with hidden figures or people who are not recognized and certainly the African American struggles, but I, I, the connection with Easter, I don't think I would have even noticed that. Um, mm, it's, yeah. a, it's 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 uh, maybe it's because I saw it. I mean, it's releasing it released during Holy Week, so right? It was easy to make the connection. One other connection, or one other thing in the film that I really loved that the whole film kind of seems to work towards. Although I don't know what it was like for the filmmakers who made the film, but uh, there's a line in the film where it talks about uh, you know letting people. Uh, that we all go forward together or we don't go forward at all. Right. And I'm, I'm totally misquoting that, but uh, I have the quote around here somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I really liked that idea as well, that sense of, you know, we're all in this together. We're all here mm-hmm. on planet Earth together. We're all here uh, in our country together. We're all here. We're here together here on Earth to, to uh, fulfill God's beautiful plan. And it really is true if we let each person fulfill their potential, if we open those doors, and if we if people open those doors for us, then we will go forward together. We can really make a difference right. and transform the world. And I know that's a bit idealistic, but the film does it in a good way in the sense that even though it's got a lot of idealism, it's also real. Mm-hmm. No, it's there's not a perfect happy ending here. Um, there's there's steps forward, there's progress. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Well, good. I've, you always give me homework, uh, <laughs> movies to go watch. I've been doing a lot of traveling and watching a lot of movies and films, but that one, because it wasn't out yet, 
was not an option, but uh, but it is one that's on my list of films to watch. So Hidden Figures, um, and you're saying that it's a it's a film that can be watched with the whole family, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's PG in the sense of it's talking pretty heavy duty math and and racism right. and everything, but it's yeah, it's I think it'd be appropriate for uh, for the whole family. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Thank you very much. So Hidden Figures, not Ben Hur, but Hidden Figures. <laughs> um, Sister Marie Paul, thank you and happy Easter. Thank you, and happy Easter to you and and all our listeners. Sister Marie Paul is our film expert. She's with with the Congregation of the Daughters of St. Paul. You can read her blog at windowstothesoul.wordpress.com, and you can follow her on Twitter at Sister M. Paul. This has been our Easter special. It brings us to the ending of the program. We're going to end the show with a song that's all about what Lent, Holy Week, and Easter are all about. Here is P.J. Anderson with Your Great Love from his album, Mercy, Mercy. We are the chosen, the lost, the broken, come to be your voice. The hope for hopeless, the love for those who never had a choice. Make us louder, we can shout out listening to PJ Anderson with Your Great Love from his album Mercy Mercy. You can learn more about PJ Anderson at pjandersonmusic.com and that will take us to the end of the program. Remember that you can stream or podcast 
all our Salt and Light Hour programs at saltandlighttv.org slash radio. On that same page, you can find links to all the artists whom we feature on this program. You can send us your comments to radio at saltandlighttv.org via email, radio at saltandlighttv.org, or you can follow me and contact me, Deacon Pedro, on Facebook and also on Twitter. The Salt and Light Hour is a ministry of Salt and Light Catholic Media Foundation. You can learn all about Salt and Light and all that we do at saltandlighttv.org. Today we heard music from Lupe Rios, Chris Bray, and PJ Anderson. This show would not be possible without the support of our generous Catholic artists. So please go to our website and find out how you can find them and support their ministries. Thank you for being with us. On uh, behalf of Emily, Emily Callan, Billy Chan, and our engineer, Javier Capella, thank you for being with us. Have a holy and blessed Easter season. I'm Deacon Pedro, and this has been our special Easter edition of the Salt and Light Hour. Shaking and let our hearts awaken to the world.